Hey, what's going on? This is your professional wrestling fix. Follow us on Facebook at 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at the NZ Geary, and catch new episodes of the 2300 Podcast with DB Richards, the Basement Dropkick with Fran Lazardic on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Don't, 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 don't bump me, man! Don't, don't, don't bump me, man! I'm not going to bump you. I want you to do me a favor. Tell your friends about us. What are you? We're the Insigori Network. I'm D.B. Richards. I'm Dave Keener. And we are part of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. The Insigori Network is officially brought to you by Royalties and Custom Apparel. Please visit www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. All one word. So what's the webpage again? www.royaltiescustomapparel.com. RoyaltiesCustomApparel.com. You can also reach them at 1-800-597-2517 and use promo code INSEGURI and receive 10% off your order of $25 or more. So, Keener, um, what's that number again? That number, once again, is 1-800-597-2517 and use the INSEGURI code and receive 10% off. How do you spell INSEGURI? E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. Once again, that is E-N-Z-U-I-G-I-R-I. And how much do you take off? 10% off. Order of $25 or more. Oh, let's do it now. I'm wearing the shirts right now. And don't forget, you can also receive our shirts at royalties.com. Ooh, we got shirts. We got shirts. Oh, we got shirts. Oh my gosh, Um, I can't believe we just... So I'm getting ready to do an interview with Hobo Harry. and But guess who's coming back on the podcast? Who? Basement Dropkick. Basement Dropkick? Fran Lozargic and JCL are going to be reviewing wrestling and news of the century. And oh, so I they got, they, are they going to have guests too? I don't know if they're going to have guests. I, I just know right now they got the number one thing going on right now. They're starting off the show. Basement Dropkick. You can check it out before... um. Hobo Harry, we got a um, H2O's coming back. Yes. H2O's back. We we will talk about it maybe next week about what we thought of the first show back. And don't forget that Un- Undiscovered 26 H2O will air live, streaming live on IWTV. Oh, IWTV. We love that. And we support IWTV with the Locker Room Dicks and all the promotions out there. Um, we support that channel. If you don't have it, it's only like ten twenty-five, Something like that, yeah. $10 a month. It's... Dude. But I mean, you can watch independent stuff. CGW all the way back to like 98. Dude, you can it's look great. at... You can see guys that we haven't seen or the ones that passed away. Right, or us. you can watch guys who are like head trainers now of WWE like Steve Carino when he was first coming up. And we missed it. We we didn't we didn't bring this up. Recently, we just lost two pro wrestlers in the business. Uh, we lost Danny Havoc. Mm-hmm. That was in... Um, who was supposed to be there. Yes. He, he had a big thing coming up with Matt Tremont. So, I know we're going to see something in HGO about Danny Havoc. Well, they just did a show for Danny Havoc. Oh, really? Yeah, they did a tribute show for him. There was no audience, but it was on IWTV. I had to check it out. I haven't done yeah, it. I'll but check rest it out. in peace to Danny Havoc. You're going to be missed by the wrestling world. And Mr. Wrestling, too, mm-hmm. has passed away. He's been a legend in this business for a long time. Dave, you got any words about that? He was a legend. Um, the other thing is, don't forget, you can also go to ProWrestlingTees.com and get the Shad shirts. The tribute shirts that oh. they put out for Shad. Yeah, you Chad. You get those on ProWrestlingTees.com. That, that's awesome, man. Um, and we, I was watching, we didn't, we didn't talk about Chad either. Right. Rest in peace of Chad. That, but that I was saw a, sad a video of um, Josh Brolin, who played Thanos, okay. wearing a Shad shirt. So that was pretty cool that Josh Brolin was supporting wrestling. You know, Chad's last movie was um, Birds right. of Prey. So he was a stunt guy for um, Birds of Prey. Right. Um, if you haven't seen the Harley Quinn movie, Chad... He was also in Black Panther. Yes, he was. And he was getting ready to do Black Panther too. 
And it's sad. The guy, the guy made yeah. made wrestling. Um, I mean, he cared about every person who came up to him. He we had a nice conversation with him. Amazing conversation. It was an amazing conversation on the um, racism in wrestling and stuff like that. So it was really cool. Yeah. Um, this this world is sad right now, and I hope we can change this world one one day at a time. So we're going to get ready to do the interview with Hobo Harry. So let's talk to Hobo Harry. Hobo Harry. Hobo Harry. Hey, guys. This is Bob Mann from the Bob Culture Podcast here. Here to tell you a little bit about my pop culture podcast, where we're talking about wrestling, movie reviews, and interviews with the likes of Jim Ross, Jake the Snake Roberts, Velvet Sky, Summer Rae. We've even had a Ghostbuster on the show. That's right. So check us out right now at bobculture.podbean.com. We are also on iTunes, YouTube, YouTube, that's not a thing, YouTube, and all that good stuff. Enough shameless promo. Back to the show. Hello, I am D.B. Richards on the 2300 Podcast with my co-host, Dave, Dave Keener. Keener. Yeah, I'm the referee that really sucks because his brother's better than Mike Keener. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop. Don't do that to me. Don't give me a chop or anything. Stop it. No, get away from me. So <laughs> so we have a guest on today. Who, who's the guest? Well, tonight we got the homeless hero, Hobo Harry. Oh, cool. That's four H's, not triple. Four H's. Okay, hello, Hobo. How you... I am Hobo Harry. Oh, hi. How you doing, I buddy? Harry. I am Hobo Harry. <laughs> Dude, the first time I seen you um was at DCW, and I saw you with a sign, and you're walking around. I fell in love with your character. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh... It's like I was like, oh my gosh, this is great, and I'm like, I have ideas. I was telling um. Mr. Walla about the ideas. He he lives right around me, and on Key Bay, on Key Bay, France, somewhere around there. <laughs> but um, like I was telling him, he's like, you should write something for him. And I'm like, my idea is Trading Places. You ever see that movie? What movie? Trading Places. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, with um Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to do a whole storyline with that whole movie. Like, like you win the title and you become rich, and then everything falls after you lose the title. I would God. love to write that. You know what I mean? God I'm in, <laughs> I would love to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. let's let's start let's start off because the people in the internet world they're they're mostly WWE guys or AEW or Impact. So we would like to know your background, your training, who trained you, and give us a little story. Okay, well, I want to say it was about like four years ago, 2016. I had um, just dropped out of college and said I'm going to be a professional wrestler, which I do not recommend to anybody. Finish college, get that degree, um, or you'll be pretending to be a homeless man for the rest of your life. So, um, but I just dropped out of college, and then I went to uh, I went back home to Delaware, and I went to a place called Spinebusters. And then I started with a wrestler named Sl- uh, Dirty Sunny Deeds. He, too, wrestles for DCW. Um, right now, he's actually... Well, he used to be the general manager at DCW, but now he's just pops in every now and then. And um, I started training with him in Spinebusters. And unfortunately, halfway through that training, the school had to shut down. So I didn't fully get trained, but I still stuck with um, Spinebusters at the time through to then it turned into Infinite Flow. And then I trained with them. Um, that was also um, Sunny Deeds, but it was uh, ultimately ran by Franco Vaga. Okay, okay. And then um, I officially got the green light to go and wrestle there, and that's also where I got my um, the character, the idea for Hobo Harry. And, and then um, after, like, a few months there, um, I then uh, they kind of stopped training there, so I went to Totem Pro Wrestling, and then I went to uh, Hollow Athletics, and that's where I'm at now. And that's really where I keened in on everything. That's, that's where... I say I learned the most, unless he's training me now. That's where I sharpened everything, and I, that's where I understood wrestling at that point. Okay. So I, I should be a lot of what I am now to Mark Hollow and Hollow Athletics. So you were saying you left college. Um, what college were you going to? I was going to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. I was going for audio production. At that moment, I thought that's what I was going to do for my life. I always wanted to do something creative, but never really knew what I wanted to do. And so halfway through college, I got back to wrestling. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. 
It was fun, but it just wasn't. It wasn't what I was passionate about. You know, what I mean? it just wasn't my thing. I was worried about more about calls and partying in college. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand that because I love wrestling, and I and like I thought about doing a podcast. This was three years ago, and like started doing interviews with a bunch of people, and I fell in love doing the interview part. I I, I I'm bored when I watch Raw and SmackDown stuff like that, but talking about it, I get bored. But I put my opinion in, and but when I um, fell in love doing the interview part, like I want to keep on going. I want to be creative. I want to keep on making my world a little bit better. But let's get back to you because me, I'm I'm a nobody. <laughs> well, in the training, but in the um the um in the training process, what was the best advice that your trainer taught you? Um, well, there's a lot of really good advice, but one thing that, um, comes into my head is, um, there's kind of a combination of two things. So, as like I said, I was, uh, trained, I uh, mainly trained by Marco, I was also trained by Sonny Deeds, who also was trained by Marco, so they had a lot of very similar sayings, similar ideas. Um, Marco would always, um, is always preaching intent. You always have to make it look believable obviously i mean we all everyone nowadays the fans are in it the fans know but what sonny sorry say is um the fans aren't there to um it's your job to make the fans forget it's fake they're not there to make it to believe that it's real they're there to forget that it's fake and coming with that is intent so you always have to make sure that like everything that is done in that wing is that it's possible to be done in real life and it looks like you are doing it and that you want to do it. You know what I mean? You have to have the idea in your head throughout the entire match that this is a match. Like, I am trying to whip. I am trying my best to pin this guy and make him tap out. Or, in my case, make him pass out to my sting. Yes, yes. I, I think that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like a nasty boy kind of gimmick. I love it. You know who he'd be great with? Who's the guy upstate in, like, New Jersey, New York? who comes down the ring with a knife in his mouth and was messing with the girls and her toes and stuff like that when we were up there. I don't remember. But you know um, who I'm talking about, right? No, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that up later. All right. we'll send a message to him. Um, so um, when I started um, watching you, I went to two DCW shows, and when you were walking around, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. He didn't do anything, and I got over because this kid, like, playing – a hobo, and I got into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. And I was like, you need a cup so we can put money in it. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I actually do have a cup. I think that night, I'm also very forgetful, so I think I just forgot my cup. But I used to, I do bring a cup around when I remember, and I get so many interesting things in that. You don't you understand how much I've gotten Taco Bell coupons, I've gotten Pepto Bismol for some reason. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is great. Like, you are over. I'm. If I see you out there, I know you're going to be over because that gimmick is amazing. And oh, I appreciate it. Keep Thank up you. doing the best work on that. Um, since I enjoy it. You said you've been in the business for four years now. Do you yeah. have, like, a geek out moment running into, a, like, a legend or whoever? Even if you wrestled somebody. Like, you know who they were and go, oh my gosh, he was there and... This is great. Anything? Well, well, um, I had I did once with uh, when I first met Sammy Callahan. He was the first like star I met, and um, I shook his hand, didn't say a word. My mouth was open, and <laughs> he just walked on by. And then I was with Fingal Fog at the time. He just laughed at me, shook his head. <laughs> but the I giga. think the best freakout moment I've ever seen is not me. It's actually my dad. So. Um, there was one point when I was, I wasn't wrestling yet. I was still Paul, but I was helping out what I needed. And I was, uh, sometimes when you have, uh, like stars coming in, you have people to drive them around, kind of just watch them through, you tape them doing different things. And that was my job with, uh, Tony Atlas. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I did not know this until like afterwards till I told my dad, my dad is a huge Tony Atlas fan. He loved the tag team of Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson. Yes. And when I told him well, that, I was driving him around, and at that point, I was using his truck. I was like, he's a, he was in the seat of your truck, 
my dad then picked up his phone, called my uncle, called everyone, and said, did you know that Tony Adams was in my truck? He's in my truck. And then throughout, like, even to today, he would bring up, like, Tony Adams was in that truck right there next to there. <laughs> He's like, if that Tony Adams ever needs some place to stay, he can stay in the camper right next to next to us, and I'll cook him dinner every day. <laughs> oh my gosh! We, we met Sammy Callahan at the one con, yeah. and I walked away and I was talking to him, and he's looking at the action figures, and he goes, "Holy shit, is that a Tommy Dreamer with the dusty gear on?" And he's like, "I'm freaking buying this." And then we just got into talking about action figures for like 45 minutes, and it was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to say what. I just stood stunned. And it was funny because I, I wasn't like, I mean, I love Sammy Callahan, but he was not like ever really one of my favorite characters. It's just that someone like known, you know what I mean? It was someone in NXT, someone who yeah. has made their way in this business, someone who I right. want to be like. And I was like, wow. You know what I mean? In my car, um, I had Teddy Hart and um, Crazy Steve in my car. Oh, wow. Yeah, Steve, um, we picked up um, Crazy Steve. At the airport because a friend asked me to pick him up because he doesn't drive. And he was going to be at his table. And I went, and I was like, cool, can I get a free autograph out of it? And he goes, yeah. It's like, okay, I'll go pick him up. You know? Um, And then, um, and then um, I had Teddy Hart. My friend asked me to go pick him up because Teddy was living in Philadelphia at the time. So I had to drive all the way up to Philly to go pick him up and drive him to the convention. And I was a little bit... I, I was like, oh my gosh, nephew of my favorite wrestler, Bret Hart, is in my car. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> he goes, anything you want. And I'm Did like, he had the cat with him? He had the cats out, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So what do you think? He's like, I'm not a big fan of um, Matt Hardy and his broken gimmick. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's awesome. You know what I mean? But we talked, and we talked all the way there, and I told him I was a big fan of his uncle growing up, and it was kind of cool. But you got to show his uncle the picture the one day. I, I, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did cool. have, I did have, I have a autograph book of Bret Hart, and I showed Bret Hart the book autograph um, thing framed and everything. He had a tear in his eye going, "Thank you." Not a lot of oh, fans wow. do that stuff, and that's my geek out moments when I, I geeked out for um, Ricky Steamboat. I geeked out for Shane Douglas, and I need to stop doing that. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, especially um, now you're gonna hang out. <laughs> there was uh, Ron Simmons came to a show, and it was I think it was one of the first times me and uh, my uh, tag team partner, Thomas Hank, had a match, and then we went back, and he was just telling us, giving us advice on the match. And back in my head, I'm like. Oh my God, Ron Simmons is giving me advice on tag team wrestling. This is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm going to keep on doing this. <laughs> oh, and it was just see, it was nice, nice to see because, like, I know, I know Ron Simmons was a huge, well, good, like a huge babyface in WCW, but I remember him as APA or as FBI. And I was like, wow, this is one of my favorite tag team yeah. people telling me how to wrestle as a tag team. Was like, this is awesome. Yeah, um, we did an interview with Ethan Essek, and Ethan's like, "Yeah, um, I, I, he had um, t- he was talking to Scott Hall, and he just kept on asking questions. Scott loved it, and put um, brought him under his wing, and Ethan learned from Scott Hall with the business. So I've, that's the awesome stories like that, and I love it. You know what I mean? So I, I'm I'm happy to hear that a guy that I know, Ron Simmons, because I met him like so many times." And he was friends with a friend of mine that passed away. So um, we were talking for hours the last time I saw him. And it's crazy. And we, dude, he, he's amazing. He, he made wrestling. He was, he's the first ever WCW black champion. You know what I mean? And it's amazing where, where the bowler, um, like the wall is breaking down for all the stars in the future. To be, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I love it. Um, yeah, he was one of the nicest guys I talked to. Funny conversation with him. So my my um, my fourteen year old who's now fifteen was with me at the con. Ron looks at him and goes, "Boy, goddamn, you're about twenty two years." No, I'm only fourteen. Ron's <laughs> like, "Well, here you go, have a free autograph." I'm like, oh, thanks, wow. Ron. So I I know you're still new to the business. Do you have any pet peeves in the business? 
Any pet peeves in the business? Like, um, there's there's a lot of people who say they don't like referees not tucking in their um their um shirts, or if they like my pet peeve is um when I'm watching a match, I watch everything. I watch the announcer to the um the referee to everything. Curtain to curtain. I yeah, curtain to curtain. Thank you. Uh, my 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 new saying. I follow everything from that match. If I see something wrong, sometimes it's okay, but I watched a match, and I, I wrote back to the guy. I was like, is that referee new? Because she looked horrible in the ring. And um, he goes, yeah, she she shouldn't have been in the ring, he told me. But I'm not going to say who it was. But don't want to get drama out there, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but I have pet peeves with a lot of things. Like, I hate seeing reboot um, moves over and over again. If you screw up the first time, don't do it. Just keep on going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I study this stuff, and I will pick it apart. And go, and people will be like, "You're an ass." And I'm like, ah, "I just love the business. <laughs> <laughs> I want to put. I want everybody to be. I want to see everything perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's my little pet peeve. But sometimes I let it go. You know what I mean? If I don't think if somebody hits somebody for real, and I don't think they really mean hitting somebody. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, but do you have any pet peeves? <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess I do have one pet peeve. This is semi like in the business. It's um so around here, like especially kind of with my look and everything and where I live at. Every time I tell people um, I'm a wrestler, I'm a professional wrestler, I always get these stories of oh my friend said he was a wrestler and I went there and it was backyards and you know it was bad untrained wrestlers. So I was like, look, no, this is like a legit event, and my thing is. I don't mind. I understand backyard wrestling. If you just want to just have fun with your friends and go out, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't like people who are untrained and are calling themselves wrestlers because this is, as it is staged, and we're not actually trying to hurt each other. You can still get hurt, and you can still, like, people have honestly and literally died during this sport sometimes, and it's, it's scary, and you have to be professionally trained. You can't come in thinking that you know it all when you don't because even as a fan who studies it until you're in that ring and you're actually learning like what's in that ring, like how to do certain things and what the actual psychology and how a match is actually put together you realize you know nothing you know what I mean yeah. you realize okay it's a totally different look on it we um and I just feel like there needs to be that separation you know what I mean like have fun please be safe also get trained or you really are serious about this i i I see what you're talking about because um a friend of mine um he asked me and the podcast come out and see a show Mm -hmm. it was going to be in the h2o matrimont area you know what i mean i'm like okay they're gonna be trained people here awesome but like you had like maybe some that were trained and then some of them were all back and then you got backyard people yeah and Remember that? Yeah, there was these two guys on the show, and they're like, the finish spot is you taking a choke slam. Like, okay, and I'll watch them do the match, and they go do the choke slam bottom. Like, f that, and I leave the ring. Like, I'm not. They wanted to talk. Like, no. Like, and like when I saw it, I'm like, I'm not gonna announce this show. This show is horrible. Like, I thought it was gonna like the bunch of the wrestlers that put the show on. They are trained. One of them was trained. He was training. But he wanted to put a show on because Wait, it was you his had last Miles and Chuck. Yeah. Chuck, what was Chuck? No, Taylor it was Tim, Tim. 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 And like when I watched it, I was like, "Wow, this is horrible." But like there were some people that had potential. But like Matt said, dude, you guys need to be trained. And 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 he and I said, mean, there was what ninety five cannonballs on that show. Oh my gosh, it was just horrible. <laughs> every match, every single match had a cannonball on it. And then when we were talking about it afterwards. I'm getting in there with Matt Tremont because Matt knows me as well. And I'm like, less cannonballs. Less stuff like that. No more super kicks, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. As much as, like, it does beat me when I get in the business, my favorite thing to YouTube is backyard wrestling because it's it's like a Sharknado. It's so bad, it's good. Every character's the same, some dark, edgy ring, red and black, <laughs> probably a headband. Saying how you were tortured as a kid, now you're gonna torture everyone else. Every character's the same thing, jumping off school buses. <laughs> it's, it's 
It's my favorite thing guys. I watch on YouTube. <laughs> okay, that, it's kind of funny when you bring that up. But sometimes I'm always like cringing. I'm like, ah, are they still alive? Oh. Yeah, there's something like, okay, you shouldn't be doing that move, but like watching, okay. Like watching CDW where they're doing stuff in the back of the 2300 building and the guy's up on the roof getting ready to put somebody through five sheets of plate glass. Okay, let's let's move on a little bit. Um, What was your first match? So, um... Did you want my first match as Hobo Hag or my first actual match? I can give you both if you like. Both have good stories. Okay, um, I would like both. Um, can you give us your other names that you run around with? Okay, so um, my, the name, the, the universal name that I'm going to go with is Tyler Malone. My name is Tyler Malone when I do podcasts and anything on screen, not character-based. Correct. And then I have, as you know, Hobo Harry. And then I have currently uh, Mickey. Mickey is a feminine character who loves pom-poms and hairs and a ponytail. <laughs> and it's just, everyone's Mickey's queens, baby. We love you all. And I mainly do <laughs> Mickey at Total Pro in um, Delaware. We oh. uh, were based off Do- uh, Dover, Delaware. My guess and then I have another character that's popped up every now and then, but not being used currently named Dylan Harris, who is a tortured soul, the, the kid who was just bullied, and he was just, like, you know, like I said, the backyard wrestling gimmicks. <laughs> it was the so, kid who was bullied and then eventually snapped. But so I'm you're like, so kind of like a Jeremy? You know the Pearl Jam song, Jeremy? Jeremy? The song Pearl Jam? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like what that was. He was a... Bullied kid, tortured soul, stuff like that. Okay. It kind of sounds like along those lines. So you're like the Mick Foley of independence with different gimmicks. <laughs> you know how many times I've heard that comparison, and it's 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 a lot to live up to. But if people want to compare me to him, well, that's uh, that's I welcome that comparison. I love Mick Foley; he's one of my favorites. I do watch him a lot for a lot of things he does, and but yeah, and um. I, ha- I have one question. I, I have one question. Doug, but I don't do Doug no more. He was that was a uh, that was my very first gimmick. I only did that for like a few months. He was a uh, so you, he won a so you think you can wrestle contest? I got a question. Did you ever get your gimmicks mixed up yet? Um, when I first started doing Mickey, um, Mickey's one of my most popular, but one of the ones I'm still I'm comfortable in. Mickey is my newest character. I would go back and forth between Mickey and Dylan sometimes. Okay. Um, it is really hard to separate sometimes, but um, one I, thing I uh, lean on and I'm very proud of is my character work. I think, um, as you, like you said, I go in the ring, do nothing, because I rely on my character how to um, portray this person. So I, I'm really good. I always say I don't create the characters. I discover them. I'm really good at coming up with different traits and putting this part of me in a hobo, this part of me in a Mickey, and the only hard thing is coming up with three different move sets. That's really I, tough. I bet it is, but I have a question. Would it be would it be easier if you did like a split character from um, the M Night Shyamalan series? Um, it would be interesting, and I am open to that. But I have not yet figured out how to do it within a match. I can definitely do it within shows and stuff. And I have done um, like Royals, Battle Royals as um. Well, the totem tumble has two different characters, and mm-hmm. that was really fun. Um, Could to it... really portray that and match, I know people have done it. Like I know um, Laws from uh, Manly area. Uh, I've seen him in, uh, I believe, ACW. Mm-hmm. I know he does a split personality, and it's really good. But to do that split personality is still one personality, where I'm making three different personalities. If that makes sense, do you... you know what I mean? That's still one character. To put three characters in one is still, I'm still working that out. Do you remember when Luke Gallows was um, the... Um, Festus? Yes, Festus. Thank you. Couldn't, like, a ring the bell change your gimmick around? And you just That'd go, be interesting. That That'd would be, be funny. Thing play with. Oh, my gosh, dude. I will love to follow you on that because <laughs> I, I I have ideas, and it's crazy. I should get in the business just to just make characters. Like gimmick, <laughs> gimmick consultant? Yes, I would. <laughs> because... I watched so many movies. So, um, can we go back to, because we're rolling, uh, I'm having uh, fun with first you. First match. Your first match as your characters, and that'll be awesome to find out. Okay. Think. 
So, um, I'll give you my first match is Hope. Well, do you want my first match ever first? Yeah, first sure. match. Okay, so my first match ever um, was against Killian McMurphy. Mm. Shooter. Love Killian. Killian's a good friend of ours. Yes. Yeah, he was with me all through my training. Um, and he was, and he, I, I love him, the man too. He's really good. And he's yeah, really him and Sonny are two good people. He does. He's going places. Oh my gosh. I saw Sonny on, um, AEW for the first time the yeah. other day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Sonny! And yeah. I mean, we, we were at HOH, and we were talking to Sonny, and I had on Killian's shirt, and he like video chats Killian. He goes, look, babe, your friend's wearing your shirt. <laughs> I was yeah. like, and why you're not here? Sonny came to your shows. Why you're not here? <laughs> <laughs> he was at uh, Tommy and Joe's that night. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so my first match, I, uh, he was doing a promo in the middle of the ring, and then I came out dressed as Santa Claus. And I was <laughs> Santa Claus for the night. And then he quickly beat me up, um, and then I, uh, he hit me on the back with a plastic candy cane, and it went off really well, actually. We made a kid cry, which is sad, but also we did a good job because we made that kid cry. Hey, it's <laughs> you... on, he wants to see Killing get beat up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Now, when someone's actually beating him up, people are going to be happy because he beat up Santa Claus. Who does that? <laughs> Any time to make a kid cry is the greatest moment in life. <laughs> hey, Chuck Taylor used to do it all the time. And then uh, so my first match as Hobo Harry, I was, um, I was again, there was a triple threat against Royal Money and Victor Griff, that infinite pro. And when the beginning, near the, like, First two minutes of that match, I actually popped my knee. I had knee surgery when I was in high school, because mm. I wrestled in high school, and um, I actually missed my senior year because of it. But then when I got back to wrestling, I wore a knee brace and everything, and it just popped. Sometimes that's going to happen, mm. and I had to had like eight minutes left in that match, I believe, and I had to finish it. Oh, but yeah, that was my very first <laughs> match yeah. as over here. Oh my gosh! I like... popped my left knee out. I wear a brace every match when I'm repping now. Under it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I have a bad ankle, and mm. I don't walk around that much. I just sit down and watch you guys wrestle. And right, and tell, <laughs> and tell good stories on a podcast. And tell stories. <laughs> Always tell stories. Got to tell stories. Stories are the greatest thing in the world because it's fun to listen to people's life. You know what I mean? It's great. And where are we at? So in your whole, um, in your whole um, career, do you have a favorite match so far? Actually, yeah, it's a very recent match. It was at DCW. Um, I believe, yeah, it was DCW Guts of Glory, I believe. And it was against A.K. Willis. Yeah, oh, I, was there. I was there for that. That was A.K. Willis is really good. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I love A.K. I trained with him at Hard Athletics, and he's really good. I actually, um, we actually met up in Spinebusters, and then he got he injured his knee, and then I didn't see him long for a while until I went back to Hall Athletics. So then I was like, oh, and then we met each other again. It was awesome. Um, and that match I had with him against DCW, it, I just the connection with the fans was just real. Like I could really feel that night. Like it was one of the biggest pops I've had in a while. And um, it's uh, DCW is definitely. One of the better promotions, I, I believe, my two best promotions right now is Totem and um, DCW. And For, I mean, you're over with that crowd at DCW, so d- yeah. yeah that's and at the end of the match, someone gave me a hot dog, and I just unwrapped it, and I was in the like near the entrance, and I just ate it, and the crowd popped again. I was like, okay, what's cheer for someone eating a hot dog? I like that. <laughs> like anything to get over. I'm telling you, like when I watched watch DCW for the two times I've been there. The two people I saw so far getting pops like that was Ethan and you. Well, that's because Ethan brings 45% of the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, wow, Hobo Harry's awesome. I don't know what it is. But holy crap, if you can get people over, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Because, like, the the first show I went to, it was dead. And I'm over, over there with Dave's son. Trying to like um, cheer and then boo, cheer and boo because the crowd, going. the crowd was not doing anything, and I hate when the crowd don't do anything. And it's like I forget who it was, like um, one one of the wrestlers we interviewed. That if you get a fan start looking at his phone, something's wrong. Right. And you need to try to fix it and get them to pay attention to you. Yeah. 
And if you can't get, if you can't get them to pay attention to you, then you should be in the business. That's what they t- said on the thing. And I'm like, holy crap! I can see what you're saying, but like, I try not to look at my phone. The only times I could use my phone if I'm going to take a picture or do go into Facebook Live to record it. I only look at mine in the back to like check time. Is it? So, yeah. Or I'm like writing something for the page, but my eyes are still looking at the match because I can do both at the same time. It's not hard. You just do this and like go, oh. Right. <laughs> but, okay. But do you have any um top goals that you want to go to? Like, Working into working impact or working somewhere that. Well, my uh, my ultimate goal is obviously to make a life in the business. I want wrestling to be my job, whether that's um, in the ring or behind the scenes. I'm okay with that. Um, I know the best way into the business is to be a part of it and to wrestle, and that's why I'm here. And don't get me wrong, I've caught the bug. I love wrestling, and it's amazing. But whatever opens up, opens up, and I'm going to take it. But my goal is TV. In three to five years, I want to be on TV. Have, Whoever that is with, I'm okay with. You know what I mean? There's a lot of companies. There's a lot of options out there now. Wrestling's definitely opening up a lot. So my goal right now is just to be as good as I can and make TV. And then once I reach that goal, who knows what I want to do after that. Like, I recently I fell in love with one of the new apps out there called IWTV that live and it's independent everywhere and I'm like wow. oh my god going gosh. all the way back to like 2005 oh my gosh yeah like I saw a couple in there from 99 yeah it's crazy wow like they're putting a lot of wrestling on there and I'm like CZW from the beginning and I'm like oh my gosh Shakara love Shakara you should get in Shakara man like watching CZW watching uh, what they just did on the AEW yeah watching Moxley versus Brody Lee from like 2002. Correct. And if you don't have the app, you should try to get the app. It's only 10 bucks. You know what I mean? 10, 25 or something like that. But wow. it's, yeah, it's, it's worth it. And plus the best thing to do is study other people and put your, your gimmick over. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing I've learned is if you talk to most wrestlers, they never keep up with the current product or they, like, they're very loose up because while I was watching the older stuff, I was trying to learn from people who did it before us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it's on TV now, people have seen it. You know what I mean? But people have short memory. So if you're able to find something from, you know, 20 years ago and make it your own, people are going to be like, oh, wow, look at that. And so a lot of people I know um, are studying other people and keeping up with the older stuff. Um, pick on um, Mr. Will Law's brain. He's been around for a long time. I love Miss Duala, and I definitely ask him. Happy birthday. Him, but... Oh, today's his birthday. Ooh, Duala, it's his birthday? Yeah, you should send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did tell me to send him a video. I haven't done that yet, so I definitely uh, see. Uh, I definitely, Mr. Duala is definitely someone who I attribute uh, to. There's not many comedy people out there, so every time I can find someone who makes people laugh, I try to pick their brain because that's. Yeah, I mean that's mainly my thing. I love the comedy wrestling. So yeah, it's so funny because he's he lives right around the corner from me, and because he he's doing something for me, and um, for our podcast because we gave him a bracelet and he's gonna record a fifteen second video going ooh la la with the Instagram network and blah 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 and and when he sent me the number um his address and I'm like you're only three minutes away from me. I know he was close, but I didn't know he was 30 minutes away. So, wow. It's funny. and You live down the street from a superstar. Look mm, how lucky you are. I know, man. It's like, now now I walk by his house now, I'm going to go, ooh la la! And then, you know, <laughs> I'm joking if he's listening. Just drive by, see him outside, ooh la la! Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> ooh la la! <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, do you have any fears in the business? Honestly, like, I guess we all have that fear of, you know, not achieving those goals, but my my mindset with mostly everything is just, just keep on pushing, keep on going. I'm not afraid of failing, per se, because I'm just learning from it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
one thing I remember, like I said, I used to wrestle when I was younger, and this is like everything, but mainly with like single sports like this, you're going to lose for your first two, three years constantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it's just you're just gonna keep on losing, and you just gotta keep on going. And be like, okay, this is what I did here. This this is what I did here. So honestly, I I just love where I'm at right now. And as long as I love what I'm doing, I'm just gonna keep on doing it. And I'm gonna keep on trying. I'm gonna. Everyone blooms in their own time. You know what I mean? So I'm just gonna make it when I make it, and I'm just gonna keep on going. Yeah, like if you fail, it's it's always a learning thing. You always can change anything in the future. Always yeah. kick, keep to me, on kicking. feeling's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. Yeah, dude, look look at all them comedians out there. They go put a joke out there, and if it bombs, they move on. Or they fix that joke and make it better. But they don't. They fail, they learn, and they start over again. You ever see the movie Meet the Robinsons? Yes. So yeah. the one saying in the movie was, with success, you don't learn. But with failure... You learn because it wants to get you to keep moving forward to keep trying and trying and trying. Yeah. And I, I know I'm, I'm failing sometimes when I do podcasts when I go, I don't know what to say. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then boom, like five minutes later, I'm like on point. And it's, you got to fail. And you got to have fun. If you don't have fun, then your life sucks. <laughs> so... We have a question called Table of Five. So that would be you and four other people. If you were at a table, what would the other four people be? Like, who influenced you, superstar? Or, like, when you look back on starting training and everything else, that person was your inspiration. So who would the four other people be at your table? So, like, people I look up to, I just want to, like, soak, like, information from. and Yeah, you can say, yeah, like, I want to have a beer with. Yes. Yeah, who would you have a beer with? Yeah. You, um, you can say anybody. You know what I mean? A lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of wrestlers say WWE guys growing up, but they never met them. We had, but, we had Primal Fear on the other day, and they mentioned The Undertaker, and they mentioned Damian Priest. So those were the guys that like, influenced them. So um, for me, one of the first people was definitely McFoley. I mean, we, we've said it here before, people give me that comparison, and um, he's definitely someone who I went to, one, get um, basically permission to use that comparison and to pick from him and say, hey, I enjoy what you did, and I, I understand how hard it was for you, and can you please help me out? And he's definitely someone who, once I get the chance to talk to behind the scenes in the locker room, I'm First chance I get, I'm going to pick his brain and try to really talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, another one is uh, um, um, Chuck Taylor. Chuck <laughs> Taylor, he uh, he Same is team. one of those people. Uh, when I was watching wrestling back in college, that's when I first started independent wrestling. Before, I was just a WWE guy. Fully. I watched TNA, and I, at one point, when they had Hulk Hogan and Eric Bresch, I was like, TNA is going to take over, and then they didn't. Then when I started watching independent wrestling, Chuck Taylor was one of the first people I saw, and I related to him a lot. Like, it was just this skinny, like, I was watching his older stuff on PWG and everything. It was just it was this, this skinny emo kid who was making people laugh, and you know, he's doing really funny things, but he's also really talented, and he's just making it. And I was like, if he can do it, I have a chance. I mean, mm. I have a shot yeah. to do this. And mm. so Chuck Taylor, I, uh, I would love to like talk to him, and you know, I mean, I think he'd just be fun to talk to and hang out with. Yeah. Chris Jericho, he is to me, he is one of the best. Like, I, I he's up there with Chris Jericho. He's up there with Ric Flair. He reinvents He's up there with Shawn Michaels. He reinvents himself. Chris Jericho has had so many different incarnations not even characters but just different incarnations and he knows how how to grow as a person as a wrestler and he just has that ability and that that mind for wrestling that is very easy to pick and very uh, another mind I mean he he reinvented himself what like five times so many he did so many (laughs) probably more more than that dude like Japan to go into WCW ECW he like changed himself over Going back and watching like old Smoky Mountain, 
when <laughs> it was him and Lance. Yep. In fact, Thrill Seekers. Yeah. Like, thrill seekers. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else would you have at the table? Um. Well, Booze Pigeon. I am a podcast fan myself, and he is Booze Pigeon is uh, something to with is my favorite podcast. I listen to it. I just, I understand. Um, and that's coming from a story point. I also, I too love making stories. I have like different ideas, like comic books or videos, and I just love being creative and hearing Bruce Pritchard just talk about that process and like the the logic that once it's said is so simple like oh yeah it does but it's hard to think of before someone says it to you and I just love that it, like once again another brain to pick from there's a there's a reoccurring theme here but <laughs> yeah did we did four right I <laughs> just want to make sure I wasn't counting you said Jericho you said Jericho. This is, Jericho, Mick. This is going to be off, uh, probably a little off topic and off Bruce culture, Bell. but um, I would love for my dad to be there because uh, my dad, he has my both my parents really um, have really supported me and been there. And my dad, um, when I when I first told him I want to drop out of college and become a professional wrestler, as you can imagine, he was not happy. He was yeah. definitely. He definitely was not um, the most thrilled, <laughs> I had to say the least. But yeah. he supported me. He pushed me. He said, if you're going to do it, then go do it. And now um, he's the old man in the crowd who yells at all the wrestlers. All the fans know who my dad is because he's the most ranked, him and Langle are the most rambunctious group of people in the crowd. And everyone just straight goes to him. And he gets all red in the face, and now he loves it. He's back. He used to like wrestling, and now he's back into it, giving him a youth. And now he was talking about being part of the business and wanting to, like, help, lunch, help with shows and win shows. So he's definitely someone who I would want there to be with me in that important moment. Hey, um, if, he, if he's at the next DCW show and I'm at, introduce him to me. I would like to meet him. You well, know, I got to admit, though. Trust me, you'll you, you, you know which one he is. He'll be the one standing up and yelling with a red face. <laughs> We've asked that question many times, and not once has any of them said anybody in their family. Yeah. Nobody has said their mom, their dad, or anything. It's always been a, a wrestler or somebody along those lines. Yeah. Nobody has said family. Yeah, yeah, my oh dad sacrificed so much for me that I just, no, my parents I'm never, never going to forget it, and I'm always going to do my best to repay him and pay him back for all the things he's done. He's done for me. That's amazing. Um, yeah, my my thank parents, you, pops. My parents, God rest their souls, would never go to any show that me or Mike were on. Never. <laughs> the better Keener. I, I, well, I thought that was Anthony. No, your brother <laughs> Mike is the better Keener. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I did say that question. Road yeah. trip. Do you have any road trip uh, stories? Um, I have one that I can't really tell, but I have one that I can tell. Um, I was riding up to uh, Maine to a promotion called AEW, and it's from where I not was that like AEW. a 13-hour drive. Okay. And, yeah, not, not, that's oh, sorry, it was AWE, not AEW. Okay. okay. I know AWE. Okay. Um, yeah, all up in Maine. They're, uh, they're an interesting promotion. They get a lot of people because they're, like, one of the only things up there. So it's it was definitely interesting trips when we went up there. And then there was this one time where uh, we, we went up there. It was me, Frank Vaga, and Anthony Bennett, who you may remember from the Cruiseway Classic. Is the guy that wore three glasses yeah. in his head? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also from the Monster Factory. Hmm. Yeah, also from the Monster Factory. Yep, he has that uh, that kid and play haircut. Right. Yeah. Well, I it's think they did like change the since then. Okay. What? But um, we went up there and we had to take a shower, so we had to go um to this gym. And it was a small gym, and we were asking if we could go to the showers and take showers. And the guy was like, No, no, I don't know. Like, I don't think I can do that. I don't think we can let you do that. And then they're like, Look, we're professional wrestlers. We'll give you signed headshots of us if you let us do the shower. And he goes, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." And like we gave him, the, they gave him the headshots, and we let us take showers. I'm like, "How?" I was like, "You got like, 
like, you guys are, like, Hall of Famers. Like, how is this working? Like, that's amazing. And I was just shocked the entire night. I was so mad because I can't tell my own health shot at the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. That's great. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Get a membership to Planet Fitness. And if there's a Planet Fitness, you can just go there and just take a shower. You don't have to go asking anybody. Just because a friend, of, an hour a, shower. a friend of mine got, um, like, and then you just take a pass. You get a pass to bring somebody in. You pay the $21 a month or whatever, how much it is. Uh, and um, and then you just go to the, um, their showers, clean up, and, and then leave. You know what I mean? My friend went on camping trip. And um, that's what they did. They went to a Planet Fitness and they went and took showers. And just used the shower. Yeah. Just well, now use I got shower. all these headshots and I want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, Dave Keener had a good um, story I would love to tell you about. And it's a, it's a, it's a fun rib because I'm going to ask you a rib and prank after this. So, um, the beginning of our, um, podcast career, like three years ago. So I was like, Oh, I'm friends with Dave. He's a referee for the independent stuff. His brother's Mike Keener. And my friend's like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. He's going to tell us a story. And I'm like, Oh, that's going to be awesome. You know what I mean? He's going to tell us a story about his, what he's been done in the wrestling business so far. This is going to be great. He goes, yeah, I got a story. I'm like, oh, cool. Road trip. Okay, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's me, Gangrel. Anybody else was in the car? My brother. His brother, Mike. We all fell asleep. And they all fell asleep. And I'm like, and? He goes, no, we're done. Gangrel fell asleep. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how is that? A... I'm like, I was thinking it's going to be like, like they, they hit a box or something and or something it's that's not gonna, like it's not like a wrestler story going to find drugs in philly and like sleep there grim and um ace austin was in mexico and they got stuck by all these um like bad guys down in mexico the drug lord guys i forget the names of them and i'm like that's a story but dave gives me gangra fell asleep and i'm like oh <laughs> and and anything else he goes, nope, that's it. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Dave. That's a great story. So it's my rib to keep on doing it to him. And I, we didn't, I didn't do it for a couple stories, but he's over here. He's like, it's like, I hate you. <laughs> but knowing that I'm ribbing him, meaning I love the man. And that's okay, Walter. And he keeps me calling Walter White because I got, I got my hat on and chilling. It's the hat I always wear, everywhere I go. <laughs> so, I'm a big fan of ribs and pranks. Have you been ribbed or pranked, or you pranked or ribbed somebody in the business so far? Um, I haven't had too many, like, big ribs, but, like, there's definitely been some, like, just, like, I guess you can say, like, road hijinks or, like, like smaller road ribs where um, it, was, it was, once again, another main trip with me and Franco Raga we would like take turns sleeping it's a 13 hour trip and it's kind of hard sometimes to stay awake so we went on standing at points one of us was going to be asleep so he was sleeping in the passion seat and I was driving and the heat was up and I was getting hot and so I turned the cold out and he wakes up puts the heat back on and then goes back to sleep so I waited 30 minutes now I'm starting to get a little like hot I get a little sweaty so I put the heat the AC back on heat down but I don't do as much as I did last time and it did just a little bit and he gets up and he turns it all the way up and back down and now I'm sweating waiting like an hour an hour and a half and I do it one more time and then he he uh, turns all the way back up so I put the window down and he goes put the window up I'm like god dang it Franco and then he just starts laughing he goes I've been up this entire time just wanted to mess with you and I'm here sweating with the pool in the seat and everything I'm so mad and I'm just driving just fuming like there's no bringing the heat down after that and oh. he's just there laughing on my face oh my god I so have the same story DB, yeah DB has the same story oh my god you know Frankie Picard yeah Okay, you know Drew Blood? Yes. And um, Devin Moore. Okay. We all got, like, uh, Frankie needed a ride somewhere, and he's like, yeah, we can um, take you up and introduce you to some wrestlers, and you can try to get them on your podcast. Because I'm getting started trying to get um, interviews. 
And I'm like, oh, that'll be great. I was happy to go drive them all the way up to Jersey. And was that standalone or was that Sage Trail? Uh, this was Magic Pro Wrestling Magic. Oh, the one that's a good Magic. that's a good promotion. Where's that one outside of Atlantic that's, City? That's that's right close to New York. Okay. And um, and I was like, okay, we're driving home. <coughs> and like um, um, Frankie fell asleep, Drew fell asleep, Devin fell asleep in the back, and I'm like the one that's still awake wants to fall asleep, but I can't fall asleep because I don't want to kill anybody. <laughs> so, so I um. The car started getting hot. Frankie's knees on on the um the where the um fan like the fan is and all the heat's on and and I, I didn't know how to like turn it off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, his knees on this and it's so hot in here. I hear Devin in the back open up his window, and I I and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I don't want to wake him up. I don't know because I just got to know these guys and I don't know how. To wake people up when I need to turn on, turn it down, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And out for nowhere, I'm like, like Frankie woke up and he's like, Oh man, it's hot in here. I'm like, Yeah, I couldn't turn it down because your knees on the thing. And then five minutes later, I'm driving. I'm like, What the fuck? I should have turned it off <laughs> because I could turn it off. You know what I mean? Because there was separate he and she um trigger things on there on my car, and I'm like. I should have turned that crap off, but I wasn't thinking about it. And so it's like a fun little joke me and Frankie talks about now about heating up the car when we didn't need to in the winter. <laughs> but yeah, I had the same story and it was fun. And I, I had fun. I, I, I love pranks. I love um, ribs. I will, I tell them all the time on here on different shows that I'll keep on telling these stories and I'll keep on saying these stories. And these are the fun parts of being a fan and going, wow, I love this. So, what's the weirdest autograph you had to sign? Ooh. No, um, before you do this, um, I heard a story about a wrestler signing a baby's head. Yeah, who would do that? That's like signing a Skittles bag. Yeah, that's what um, <laughs> um, um, uh, Primal Fear told us. Have you, oh, have, wow. have you signed anything weird yet? I've not signed any babies' heads, no. Um, not, nothing really much too weird. I've signed, like, called pizza boxes now and stuff. Like, I've done that once or twice. Okay. Um, we got to go to a show and just find something really weird off the wall and have one of them sign it. That's like the, the scene in Step Brothers where he breaks out the sword and had Randy Jackson sign it. <laughs> oh, I had to. I'm gonna do this next time I see you. I want you to sign. I'm gonna buy a um, like a beans can, clean it out, and have you sign the can. Oh, uh, definitely go ahead and sign that can for you. Oh, that'll be great. Pickle juice uh, jar. No, because that the the whole can. No, no, no. Do you see lemon color? I get it. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, I see lemon color, but I'm not the, the homeless guy. Okay, but I get that, but I was going to, because a pickle jar is glass. It's going to be kind of hard to... What are to... they, plastic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. There's, there's plastic pickle jars out there. How, how good is a plastic uh, autograph on a plastic bottle going to look like? I think a can will be a lot better. Okay, well, the can. Okay. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You're giving me a heart out. Oh, my gosh. See, this is why I should have hired his brother instead. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, this is one of like the newest questions I like to ask because I always, um, when we we're kids or growing up, and you always have a dream about something. Like recently, I had a dream of me being on backstage with Renee Young, and then I woke <laughs> up and it wasn't true, and I was a little bit upset. You my dream. John Moxley standing over you. <laughs> So, do you have a dream about pro wrestling? Um, I um actually, when I was in, like in, like in like, I guess like middle school, high school age, I used to always just have this weird dream that uh, there was a high school event just held in my gym during a pep rally, and I was just in the wrestling ring, just wrestling like I high school. It was like there was like a there was like a like a high school professional wrestling team. And we face other <laughs> high school professional wrestling teams. And, like, I just always have that dream. But that'd be really cool. Like, I would totally do that. 
Oh gosh, that's great. Like I, I thought about that dream because I had that dream recently, and I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna be on Renee Young, and then wake up and you're like, what the hell? My life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So the dream question's gone. Um, if you can go back in time, would you change anything? No. No. Um, because then I would be who I am now, and there's a lot of like. But like in details, a lot of like the stuff that happens that a lot of people see is tragic, but it happens. Like everyone's gonna have those those moments that are just terrible and make you the lowest of lows. But once you get past it, you want like I said, you learn from it. It's a fail that you learn from. So yeah. there's things that like I probably shouldn't have done or things that shouldn't have happened, but oh well it happened, there's no point in changing it. Just keep on going, learn from it, keep on going, you know. Yeah. Uh, we all, um, this is another class question too. Okay, you've been in the business for four years now. Um, the young kids coming up right now. Do you have any advice to tell them? Um, just listen. Just, just. Um, there's been so many people come in, and I know a lot of people. If like it's your first day or your first week, and you talk a lot, and you try to talk about like stuff on like TV or anything, like it gets on a lot of like older guys in arms and stuff. But if you just Sit there, listen. If they tell you to go do something, go do it and be polite and be respectful. They'll let you in on the conversations. And then if you just learn and just pay attention to everything, it, it, it's, it, you're going to learn. Like, everything you do before wrestling is still important. I remember before I was wrestling, they would have me um, do the camera work on the side of the ring. And that helped me with, uh, one, knowing positioning. To I've noticed, I, you notice people's... Uh, footwork more by watching it because you have to focus on that match now and you have to look through that camera and you have to know the different angles and it also helps me in the ring when there's a camera around because I've been in that position so I know okay they would be around here oh look there's a camera play to that camera and so no matter what you're doing always just listen do what you're told and soak up everything you can everything is a learning experience correct Wow, you're learning. You're learning early. That's awesome because, like, you how people going into NXT now, they're teaching wrestlers where the hard camera is, all this and that. And and if you're learning that right now in in a promotion, that's awesome because they know where and what they want you to do. And it's that I like companies like that. Yeah. So, uh, I always love, um, uh, Hawkins always fun to play with, but I always love the angles like the Roman Cam gets too. So every time I see it, look directly into the camera. I guess it's technically breaking the fourth wall, but it's, it's always, from my experience, it's always pretty a good shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, for making all your characters, have you watched any movies, TVs, or music, or any music to try to make your character who you are? Um, I guess uh, Jack Nicholson, always, um, he's an actor who plays the crazy roles all the time, mm-hmm. and for Dylan that helps, but a lot for the characters I go based off, um, this is going to sound above my personality and my imagination, and um, I do eventually from what I see, it does like go into my brain, but there's nothing specifically that I can like pick out, I just soak up everything that I can. And um, it's it's what I watch that affects my personality, that affects my character more than what I watch affects my character. That makes sense. That that does does make sense. Um. So um, do you have any social media or anything to like um merch for the fans can fire, follow you from? Um. Right now I am on uh, Pobo Harry on Facebook. It's with two. So it's H O B B O Harry spelled H A H A R Y. I'm glad go follow me on Facebook. Um, I have not posted anything yet, but that is soon to change. I I have submitted and I have made a TikTok <laughs> uh, oh, called nice. Hobo Malone Productions, spelled the same way H O B B O, and it's Hobo Malone Productions. And um, I'm gonna start making stuff there. I already have an idea for first video. It's stuff to get off my butt and make it and then Instagram and Twitter are coming soon oh my gosh I can't wait to see that I will find you on TikTok but I did tag you in Facebook 
for last night for our show for today. So, um, thank you very much for coming on, my friend. And um, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Um, no I always tell I always tell everybody that comes on to our show, the Twenty Three Hundred Podcast, aka the Inscoring Network, that um, when you come on, you become part of the family. So welcome to the family. And anytime you need something, you know you can call us. We will help out in ways that we try to help. Like if you need somebody to talk to or whatever, we're there. So welcome to the welcome to the family. Welcome to the family, and I can't wait to see where you go in your future, man. And anytime you want to come on to the podcast, just send a message to Dave. We can figure out a day to bring you back on because I can ask you more questions and have some fun. Well, whenever you want, man, I'll be available. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on, man. Um, if you, you can, when we po- when we post this, can you please share it and help us out? Of course. Thank you of very course. much. Thank you, and I'll leave you with these last words. Okay. I am Homo Harry. Thank you. Oh, that's so great. Goodbye, my friend. Have a good one. You too. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dave Keener from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast and the Instagram Network. I'd like to give a special shout-out to our sound guy and audio producer, Quinn Sense. What's his name again? Quinn Sense. What's his name again? Quinn Sense. He also does a lot of work with audio and music. If anyone needs to record anything, feel free to shoot him an email at quinsense at gmail.com. That's all one word. What's his Gmail again? Quinsense at gmail.com. That's S. Z-E-N-T-E, or just message him at 484-258-5812. What's his number again? 484-258-5812. He knows what he's doing. Oh my gosh, we just had Hobo Harry on. Oh my gosh, this was a good interview. I loved it. Like enjoyed it. My gosh, like his stories when he started was amazing. So um, I know um, there's like a curfew thing going on because we have riots going on in Philadelphia and Delaware and everything. So we have to get home. And I would love to keep on talking to finish up the show. But I am DB Richards. I'm Dave Keener. Good night, everybody. So good night. And enjoy the rest of your night. And we'll see you on our next show. Hey, DB. Yes, what's up? Hey, so you live in Wilmington, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere right. in Delaware. Somewhere. somewhere, yeah, well, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, we're in Delaware, Delaware somewhere. Yeah, in Delaware. Hi. Like, remember, like, Delaware. Um, Delaware. How long? Yeah. We're in Delaware. So, do you ever this place called Siddeley to go? Oh, yes. It's the greatest place on earth. It's like yeah. Disney World. Well, I was in there the other day. Great piece. Amazing. The, the white piece is good. All their, everything they have is really good. Oh, my gosh. Good. They it's do delicious. taco pizza, too. Yes, they do. Oh, yes. And I mean, the chicken bacon ranch, oh, great. Amazing. Always. So I was in there and then uh-huh. having a slice. Yeah. Delicious. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So got to talking, yeah. and now they're one of the official sponsors of the Instagram Network. Oh, how did that happen? Had some pizza. Oh. So what's up? What's up? So they're located on 1806 Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware. Going to see Anthony and Alex. Going to see Anthony and Alex. Tell, tell them, them I said hi. Yeah, tell them we said hi. Yeah. Tell them yeah. you're a fan of the Instagram. You never know. Mm. You might get a nice conversation about wrestling with them. Oh, they might have wrestling on TV. Well, they might. Oh. Monday, or, Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. What, um, what about Sunday? I don't know about Sunday. They're open. They're open, yeah. But I don't know what time till. Oh, they're open. They're just open. You know, they're just open. They're, they're open. 10 till 10. 10 like 10. always. Yeah. All day, every day. All day, every day. Great yeah. pizza, great steak. Always great, great pizza. You know what I mean? It's like. Always great Like food. I said, it's like Disney World. But check them out. They're located in Wilmington. Open Monday to Sunday, 10 to 10. Great food, great time. Tell Alex and Anthony we sent you. Oh, uh, what's the webpage? The The webpage is www.siddlytogo.com. All one word. Oh, what, what else can you get in there? Oh, you got everything. Everything. You can get seafood. You can get wraps. You can oh, get you got wraps? Meatball. You can meatballs? Get, mm, I meatballs. Love, love meatballs. Meatballs. Oh, got to love those meatballs. So, oh, do yeah. they have dessert? They got dessert. They got dessert? They got some good dessert oh, there. You have to go there and have some dessert. Oh, look at those wings. Oh, wings. Mm, wings. Wings. Mm. Pie. Calzones. Stromboli. Oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. Go to where? Go to www.siddlytogo.com. All one word. What's, you can the, also, what's the number? You can also reach them at 302-475-9000. And that's 1806 Marsh Road, Wilmington, Delaware. Open Monday to Sunday, 10 to 10. And they're on Grubhub, too. And they're on Grubhub. And, and, and if you use Grubhub, you receive $12 off your first order from Grubhub. No way. That's so great. Sounds good to me. Uh, let's go great. get some dinner. Oh, dinner. Oh. All right, let's go. Okay. Let's go to Disney World. No, no, I want to go to Siddley.